The Buyback Podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. Hey, John, what do you got there? Ah, Alex, you stared me as I stared off into space, longingly looking into the future. I have here an Austin East Cider. It's quite delicious, and I think you would like one. Well, lucky for me, I'm holding an East Cider right now. What flavor do you have? I have the Cider Limited Release. Cranberry. Cranberry Cider Limited Release by East Cider. Awesome. I have the uh, Blood Orange East Cider. And next to me, I also have an empty pineapple and an also an, an original empty. I have some... Great news, Alex. What's the news, John? Austin Eastsider has decided that they want to support the buyback and join the buyback family. I'm so excited because we get to make those ads however we want. You know what I'm really excited about? Drinking lots of cider. Drinking lots of cider. All right. All right. Up top. Cheers. No, we tried this and it didn't work, right? Because <laughs> the cans, you can't hear anything. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting here with Opie, who works in the Rhode Island area. Uh, we're going to leave it at that. To not get him in trouble, because he's got some good stories for us. Yeah. And we're looking forward to it. So, hey, Obi, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing okay. Doing okay. A little sun tired. Well, thanks for having me. I super appreciate it. Thank you for coming on uh, and driving down to see us. Uh, I mean, I think we should just dive in. So, out of all your time bartending, what's your biggest customer pet peeve? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I think it depends on what kind of bar I'm working at. Like, right now I'm working at a volume bar, so it's like a a volume type bar where it's just drink slinging. You know, easy drinks, but you gotta be really, really fast. So I guess, like, the biggest nightmare I have from customers now would be the customer that comes up to the bar waiting on a line and goes, looks back at his friends and goes, hey, you guys ready? What do you want? And I'm like, you guys waited that whole line, that whole time, and now you're trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Like, what is wrong with you? So, yeah, definitely have a lot of those. Yeah, but you know, it is. But have your drink order ready. Yeah, and then there's the uh, one at a time guy. So, uh, for instance, like I had this one guy who had a huge. Uh, we're super busy, and this one guy comes up to me and goes, "Can I get a Guinness?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." I go and I get the Guinness, and we're like that. He goes, "Oh, can I just get a Mick Ultra?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, so I go to the other side of the bar and I grab the Mick Ultra and he looks at his friend and goes, oh, bottle of water. I'm like, what the hell? So, you know, I killed this guy like three times with my eyes and everything like that. So I go get the water and he goes, uh, what do I owe you? I go, oh, 5.50. He goes, oh, great. So he gives me the credit card. I run yes, the credit card. Right. 5.50. He goes to watch away. He goes, oh. He's like, what? I goes, I need another 4.50. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, that was 5.50. The culture was 4.50. The bottle water is $3. He's like, why didn't you give it to me all at once? I go, why didn't you give it to me all at once? <laughs> Yeah, I love it. So, it's I mean, incredible. Yeah, so I mean, you learned his lesson, right? You know, did you learn something there, buddy? So, you know, next time he came up, guess what? He had yeah, the order. Yeah, yeah, so, right. yeah. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, pet peeves get to you, but you have, yeah. to, you have to, you know, it's all about correcting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, literally, you literally <laughs> taught that man. Yeah. And he uh, probably learned uh, a lot. Yeah. Every volume, volume bartender in the world that sees this guy now is just going to thank me. So funny story, right? Like uh you guys have time we're like Yeah, yeah we yeah, got, yeah, got yeah. So like so like, funny story is like back in the day, I'm talking about like two thousand five, two thousand six, I was 
a waiter at two jail Fridays and it was like in Seacock, which is like you know, it's either awesome people or trailer park people. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'd have like stories for days, you know, same type of crap, but you know, it was more on waiting tables than the bartender. So I just kept this is before Facebook, so I had to keep them, you know, locked up in a word document. I sent it to a publisher, you know, and uh, one actually wrote back. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they read one story and they said, oh, this one's great. What really happened was I waited on this one family. It was like two adults and two little kids and everything like that. And every time the woman kept wanting to order something, she'd like jump up. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, she like turned bright red and yeah. like that. But yeah, I was like, she couldn't get words out. I'm like, what is going on? And the guy has like a little clicker in his hand. He goes, she had a, yeah, the little, oh, yeah, oh, what are they yeah. called? So yeah. I was like, oh my God, he goes, want, he goes, want, yeah, he's yeah. like, you want to try? And I go, absolutely. And she's like, no, no, no. So I'm like, you know, whatever like that. And I took it over to uh, my uh, general manager, who's like two sections over, because I had like so far to sleep with you. And I go, see my new car? He's like, which one? I said, I said, here, here, hit it. You'll, you'll see the lights. And he's clicking and clicking and he's clicking. And he goes, nothing's happening. And I'm like, oh, no. Sure it is. That's the girl at uh, 82. And he's looking at her. She's like, and he goes, you dick. You know, like that. So uh, on the way back, I give it to a kid. And I say, hey, click this as much as you want. And get, we'll give you free ice cream. And the kid's clicking and clicking and clicking and just watching her struggle in pain. So I never did anything with that and about that. And then one day, a friend calls me up. And they go, hey, turn on channel, whatever it is. And I'm, it's a movie with, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's with Gerard Butler. And the tall blonde, it's like a romance, uh, uh, the ugly truth. And that scene plays out to the T exactly as I wrote it to that publisher. Oh, you know, years later, yeah. and I was like, miserable. Now, it could be coincidence, but I doubt it. So I kind of yeah. just, you know, broke me that I, I never really did anything with it. Yeah. Second guessed it. So now I'm going to try. So now you're going to do Yeah, I'm going to self, I'm gonna self-publish yeah. something just for fun cool. and like that. So. The Bourdain of Barton. Yeah, it's like Kitchen Confessional. Yeah, so I'm like, oh man, so I think eventually I'm gonna just balls up and do it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Awesome. So, was that the most memorable? Oh, no. Absolutely not. I have like something. We're ready. We got time. I have tons of them. I think, like, recently, most recently, fun thing that happened was um, there was, uh, I was working at a bar. And uh, these kids would come up to the bar and they'd show us their IDs, right? But what would happen was they were real IDs, but they weren't 21 yet. So when you're working in a body setting, a lot of might just might just look at a year and say, oh, great, and they'll pour the drink and we'll get away with it. I looked at it, and I'm like, and I gave it back to them. I went, wait, give it back. And I gave it back to him or like that. And uh, I was like, you're not 21 yet. He's like, come on, man, I'm almost there. I'm like, no, man, I get fired. Well, you know, they left the bar and they go to another bar and uh, I find out through the window that, you know, they tried it at this bar and one of the bartenders gets in trouble. And that sucks. They got this bartender in trouble. Yeah. So weeks later, I don't know if they thought I'd remember, but I see the kid again and he gives me his ID. And I'm like, so I go, all right. I said, listen, I said, I, here's the thing. I said, I got to call this in. He was like, what do you mean you got to call this in? I, gotta, I said, I got to call the police. He's like, I said, you're going to go to jail. And he sits down and he's going to cry. He's like shaking. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, I'm sorry, man. I said, you can get me fired for this. You can get the bar in trouble. I said, this is a huge crime. He's like, it is? I said, yeah, you can get jail time. So I go to the phone and I don't call anybody. I'm just like looking like I'm on the phone. And I go back. You know, and he's like, what'd they say? I said, they said, 
uh, they want they said they're not sure how they want to handle it they're on their way here but they want you to call your parents and have you meet them here and he's like what he goes call your parents man and he's like what? and he's crying and his friends are like dude just call your parents they'll get you out of it kid calls his parents they're on the way you know I wait five minutes to give it a little time just so I know the parents are out of the driveway and I go nah man I'm just kidding I gave his ID back he's like what He's like, I'm going to get in so much trouble for my parents. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got the yeah. other bartender in trouble, right? Kids uh, never came back. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he learned. Yeah. yeah. He learned. So, I like the lessons that are being learned. You are a teacher. Yeah. I do. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, and a woman the other day. Uh, my favorite thing is when people go, it's my birthday. What do I, you know? It's my birthday. What do I oh, get? Yeah. Uh, you know? Well, I just, like, you know, middle-aged woman. She's like, you know, it's my birthday. He was like, cool. She's like, what are you going to give me? I said, I don't know. A little social security? AARP? I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> How they, much money are you going to give me they, for your drink? They laughed, though. I mean, I, you kind of just have to have, like, the personality to get away with it. Like, yeah. Not the wrong type of personality. You're going to get yourself in trouble. You know, when I first was like this, you know, I was a little more brutal. You know, I had a couple of HR emails around. But as you get older, you have to... Learn how to like soften it up and have these little teaching moments and like that. So it's fun. Yeah, I mean that's part of what yeah. we're trying to do with this. Uh, just teaching people etiquette. That's yeah. part of like yeah, what right. we're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. So like. So I think that works really good into our next question, which talks about uh, what we're asking you: What's your bar history and how you got into it? But you are, uh, as you say, a flair bartender, which is cocktail. Is this Tom Cruise the cocktail? What are we talking? So here? I guess the most notable movie would be the eighties movie Cocktail. Yeah. With, uh, Tom Cruise, and uh, I didn't, uh, the way I got into it wasn't through watching that movie. Um, I came, my upbringing came like during 9-11. So 9-11 hit me, and I lost my day job because, you know, the economy just tanked, and you know, my day job sitting there going, you know, you're young, you know, we have families, we're going to let go of the young ones first, and everything like that, which, you know, made sense or like that. But I was also waiting tables on the weekends at TGI Fridays. As soon as uh, that happened, I walked into the TGI Fridays. I go, can I pick up some weekday shifts until I get back on my feet and figure out what's going on? They go, actually, do you want to become a bartender? And I go, I've never poured a drink. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, sure. Uh, TGI Fridays back then was very flair-driven. They did competitions, and they sent you around the world. You know, and they really invested in their bartenders and employee for them. So, I mean, it was just a great place to learn. Yeah. But then as you got really good at it, you get really good in competitions, I got cocky, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like one of the best, you know, whatever. And then uh, I left TGI Fridays, and I find out there's this whole world of flair outside Fridays. And then I joined these little competitions, all cocky and stuff, and I'm going, oh, no. And I was quickly humbled. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it raised my game into wanting to be better and learn more, and, you know, you know, now what? Uh, you know, we have a bit of a following, a couple of friends have a bit of following in the area and like that. You know, and the bartenders and, and the customers that embrace it, great. Um, there's a, I'll tell you, there's a huge misconception of it between other bartenders. You know, you get that whole, oh, just make my drink already. But, you know, they're, you know, they're looking at it from YouTube videos or bartenders on stage doing four-minute shows, you know, for a competition showing all their things and like that. Um, or they get a rookie bartender who's just taking too much time to make a drink. And really, you know, I work in a volume bar and I'm doing a little trick here, drink, a little trick here, and drink, and all like that. And it's just another form of entertainment. You know, and brought me a lot of money and a lot of travel and, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of jobs. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah, like super grateful for it. You know? 
done, I got to go to Jamaica and train bartenders. So that, that, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, right? that's awesome. Like, hey, you want to go to Jamaica and train bartenders on how to flip bottles and yeah. uh, you know learn customer service and have fun at their job? It's like, no. Yeah. So you get to travel, and you meet bartenders all over the world, and it's just a great community. And everybody betters each other and helps each other out. And you know, I'm now doing charity performances where you know I've raised over the past like seven, eight years, like you know, hundred and something thousand dollars for children's awesome. cancer center. Uh, charities and uh, all these bartenders fly in the room and go and leave and they don't die and it's just great. It's been awesome. So we're talking like, so what are some tricks that you would do? You, you said flipping bottles, like. Yeah, what is, what is a flip? I don't know yeah, if I've ever seen a flip bartender competition. I don't think I've ever seen it either. Well, so, that's the yeah. thing though. That's the other thing too. I mean, you know, a lot of bartenders don't want to embrace it, which is also a good thing for me because it keeps me unique. It also keeps my rates up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like somebody that's behind the bar and can do a couple bar tricks uh, while they make their drinks. You know, if uh, they have the time to put on a little show, great. They have time, no time, but they could just, like, rip a bottle differently or, you know, flip a tin or, you know, catch their ice, you know, and it's not taking any extra time. The flair doesn't have to be picking up bottles. It could be anything in your personality, you know. It's just what makes you a little different. You know, nobody wants to go to a bar and have that robotic bartender. Hey, how is everything? Great, blah blah blah. Welcome to whatever my name is, blah blah. You know, they could get that. You know, they could get that anywhere. The same drink anywhere. The bartender makes the experience. So I mean, if you could add to that, that's great. Awesome, I love that. That's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. You know, so I know, like, I know, I you know, I, you know, I, I swarmed you with all these stories about how I you know make fun of customers and like that. But you know, I really thrive on giving the customer a great experience. You know, even if it's somebody I do, I you know kind of make fun of them. Like yeah. That. Still yeah. want them to have a good time, you know, the humans at their expense. Yeah. So, some people who come to bars kind of want that too. Like they, yeah. they want that human interaction of kind of getting a little bit of slack. Absolutely. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very unique. Like, but, in, but it's not the bar itself that like hires player bartenders. It's it's just that's just the personality of the person. Well, or that, like, you could, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's what makes a bartender different. Like, yeah. They're real thought of a flair bartender is obviously the one that does the tricks. Yeah, but, right. You know, it's just little things that just separates you from your other bartender. Cool. You know, but for the most part, when somebody says, hey, I'm a flair bartender, they're picking up the bottles and they're throwing them. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. What is the grossest thing you've encountered or seen at a bar? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> so, this is going back years ago. It's... Uh, I was working at a bar, um, and uh, in walked this couple, and you could tell that they just swiped right on each other maybe minutes uh, ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're at the bar, and they're, uh, you know, doing their thing, and people are like, come on, get a room, or like that. And then after they get a couple drinks, they go, all right, we're going to get the bill. And I'm like, all right, great. And they give them their, uh, they give them their bill, and they walk out. And I continue bartending to the evening, and he's like, oh, thank God, they're gone. Well, they come back 20 minutes later, right? And, uh, you know, he's like, he's disheveled, and she's all over the place, and it's just like, that was a long trip to the car, guys. Yeah, but, uh, you know, they order more drinks and like that, and they're, you know, still on top of each other, and I'm just like, oh, I where they tip me again, and they go to leave. Well, when they go to leave, um, dragging on the bottom of his foot is... Condom, yeah. 
ask. Can I grab a uh, PBR or anything like that? No, no. Blood light bottle. Got it. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. As if like the condom slipped down his leg yeah. and just you know somehow made it to the bottom of his foot. Yeah. You know, That's so cool. All balloon knotted. And you know they're walking out and he's dragging it and it just kind of stays on the floor. Oh no. And in which and everyone's like, oh, in which I yelled out, excuse me. And they turn around and I go, what? So this isn't a daycare. Can you please pick up your kids and bring them out with you? <laughs> you know, and they were like, what are you? And they looked down and the woman just bolted and the guy was like just struggling. I don't know, and then just picked it up with his fingertips oh, and uh, it. left it out in the ashtray out of this thing well, outside. He left it in the ashtray. Oh, no. I was like, Jesus. I mean, at least yeah, they were using protection. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, right? Yeah. So, so it's the little that is, that's the first story that we have. We've done about 10 of these now. The first one that doesn't involve vomit. So thank you for that. I don't Sounds know if I'm good. actually thanking you for that. But it's a different you. bodily fluid. Exactly. <laughs> Fine, fine. I mean, unless you shoot blanks. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I was like, all right. So that was that was probably my most fun one. Yeah, okay. just to see their faces yeah, and everything yeah. like that. So that's that is gross. That's I'll definitely that. gross. Yeah. Hey, Alex. Do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately, it's time for a good old-fashioned bathroom break. So we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. And we are back. <laughs> Actually, I just thought of a, I just thought of a great story where I really pissed somebody off where they really wanted to uh, deck me. Um, I was, uh, we were busy and I was bartending and uh, this kid was just giving the bartenders a really hard time and all like that. And I made one of the, uh, one of my coworkers uh, I made her cry, and I, I didn't know what happened like that, but uh, I walked over and the guy started, uh, the guy started, uh, he calmed down or like that, and she calmed down, and he asked for the beer, and I said, last one, and then you're done. I said, let's just shut down your bill. And he pretty much told me to go F myself or like that. So this is actually one day after Avengers Endgame came out, and it was like the number one, uh, everybody in the world wanted to see this movie, yeah, right? Yeah. So I leaned over, and I go, hey, come here, and uh, spoiler alert, but I leaned over and I go, hey, he goes, oh, he goes, Iron Man dies in the end. And I took, I left, I, I leaned back and he looked at me and he thought about it. And he goes, and he flipped his lid. Flipped his lid. Wanted to jump over the bar and deck me. And, you know, that was, uh, that was a, that was a classic. Yeah. Thing. So, yeah. you know, I can't win them all. <laughs> but, uh, so if you haven't seen that again. Yeah. yeah. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah, if you haven't seen that game at this point, I mean, yeah. it's a little late. It's years late, but I mean, come on. Yeah. I, no, I definitely, told you guys definitely spoiler, not. I told you guys spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things we love to ask is, um, what's your dream bar to work at? And I'll preface it with, with this. It can be a bar that already exists. Like, some people say, I love the bar that I work at now. It's my dream bar. Some people say, I want to go back to this bar. I really have always wanted to work at this bar. Or, some people say, I want to open my own tiki bar, or my own sandwich shop. So what what is your dream bar? It's tough, man, because I kind of worked everywhere. You know, like I said, I trained bartenders. I worked on the water in Newport. I've been like, yeah, I've worked in every type of bar that really is. So it's kind of a tough question. Um, I mean, I guess I couldn't even tell you anymore. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. what was your favorite like type of spot? Can I be honest with you? Like, I, I loved working at. The, I worked at the Hard Rock for a little bit. 
Which okay. one? Uh, the one in Foxwoods. Oh, okay. And, All right. Uh, casino. Yeah. yeah. The, the bars I work at now, it's very like fast-paced, go, go, go. The yeah. artists are really thing I really need to make yeah. at this point in my life and my career is the sex on the beach because it's all about like volume and money. So I went down to the hard rock and I had to like relearn like, you know, how to do all the maintenance and all the whatever. And now I'm working with food. I'm actually talking to customers behind the bar and everything like that. And that was fun to like, to relearn and react me myself. I mean, I never realized how spoiled I was. I mean, the uh, first day I get there and they're like, all right, you gotta get ice. I'm like, what do you mean I gotta get ice? <laughs> uh, they're like, yeah. you know, they're calling me like, Jesus, you are spoiled. I said, yeah, I mean, you know, like the bar I'm working now, you ring in like four or $5,000 in sales in like six hour period. And they're like, you know, people are like, oh, no, you don't do that. We do, because it's all valuable. It's just drinks, 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 yeah. drinks. You know, I go to the Hard Rock and I'm ringing 900 to like 1200 dollars but it's food included and i'm right. sweating yeah you know and like i was just so humbled by those bartenders and the team you know and it's just like uh, i really had to like you know relearn relearn a lot That's of things and it was just, yeah. you know so i just to find a crew like that and to like be able to you know it, that was really cool so and I, unfortunately i ended up uh getting a day job uh, uh you know so uh i had to leave between the bars I work at now and the day job is just too much so yeah. like, I had to leave there yeah, really that was probably one of the most fun bars I've ever had I think you bring up a good point it's all about who you work with more so than the bar like you can work in an absolute shithole yeah. and as long as you work with people that you like like you can laugh you can drink yeah, drinks hard after yeah. but I mean that bar they invested in their employees yeah. they, they, they you know, managers better them and they wanted you to learn you know like that and like all of a sudden they're coming up with like competitions and the bartenders are like oh we don't know how to do that and they're calling me and they're saying, hey, can, are you able to teach my bartenders how to do this in a competition in front of people so that they don't, you know, feel like they're a fish out of water, you know, so they're really like out there to help their bartenders That's out, cool. you know, okay. yeah, so, yeah, that was a great experience, yeah. Yeah. it was great to actually work, work at a bar like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I don't think we've talked to anyone who's worked at a casino before. I know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a different animal for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You deal with high spenders too, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You deal with everybody. Buddy, but yeah. yeah. Any type of yeah. personality, it's in a casino. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. What are some of your favorite bars to visit as like a customer or just like on your off time? Well, obviously, if there's a bartender that visits me, I'm going to return the favor. But if I had to uh, pick a couple of my favorites, uh, I would have to say Congress and Providence on an off night. It's a great, quiet, fun place, amazing bartenders, great drinks, and just laid back and very, you know, that, that's a good spot. Um, I, uh, Went down in Newport and uh, discovered Pineapples, which is now Gurney's, I think it's called. Okay. It's on Goat Island. Okay. And that's right in front of the uh, Newport Bridge, and you know it's right on the water and it's music, and that was a really cool sight. Uh, yeah. So to go there when it's not all like when, the, when that whole hotel is not filled. Yeah. Like that's a great experience or like that. So you, you like the quiet, like the relax. I'm old, so <laughs> you know. I mean, I do. I, you know, it's like you know, when I was younger, it's like you wanted to be seen type yeah. thing, and now it's like 
I just want to be, I'm just laid back now. Yeah. And uh, there's a, my absolute favorite would be Hemingway's in Providence. And I don't even sit at the bar. And the reason I love Hemingway's in Providence is because I could sit on that patio, drink mojitos and whatever, get a good meal and chill out with my dogs. And oh, they love right. taking care of my dogs. Yeah. And, you know, okay, that cool. staff, every time I come there, we in, like, just, they get all excited, you know, they're all, it's just, I'm so thankful for the, you know, cause they know, every time they see me, they know my dogs have been sick and everything like that, and they're just, they just treat them like old and everything like that, and, so it's just a good place. Awesome. Great name for a bar, too. Hemingway's Hemingway. a great name yeah. for a bar. Awesome. I've been looking forward to this one. Because ever since Lauren told me about you, which was two or three days ago, uh, she told me you were Floyd Barton. So what is your favorite drink to make, whether it's for yourself or for somebody else? I don't have one. Really? I it just depends on, like, honestly, like, where I'm working with the ingredients, you know, whatever. But, you know, if I'm working at my bottom bar, of course, my favorite thing is just to pop open a beer and because I want to go on to the next person. Yeah, right. Um, you know, if, if I'm sitting at, you know, if it's a more casual setting, it just depends on, you know, but, like, you know, as much as bartenders hate them, you know, and... I love mojitos. Like it's my drink of choice. Awesome. It really is. Awesome. Like I don't mind. You know, even at my volume bar, I actually don't mind making it just because it takes me out of my norm of doing the everyday drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one or two steps more you got to do. But I don't mind doing it. You know. Like I know everybody hates the frozen drinks and the muddled drinks. You know, like it's anything. I can embrace them. My only issue with mojitos is not when someone orders one. Because I'm cool. I love that drink. I ordered that drink at a bar. Yeah. It's when everyone else sees that one mojito, and then you get ten orders for mojitos, and that's when I get a little frustrated. See, I don't mind it. I kind of laugh. So like, like I said, I kind of like hitting that line of aggravating people. Now, I mean, people, New Year's, you know, I'm working at my bar, and it's slammed, and a bartender friend of mine comes up to me out of the blue, and he goes, "I want a Miami Vice," because he was gonna mess with me, you know, and I'm like. And I looked at him with a big smile, and I go, okay. And everybody's like, oh, because they know they're going to have to wait a while for me to make this drink. He's like, and I was like, sorry, guys. It's going to be a while. i got to make a Miami Vice. And he's like, totally turned it on. He's like, uh, he's like no, 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 no. I just want to catch. I said, no. You're going to get your Miami Vice. <laughs> and I sat there, and I made one layer of it. And I washed it out, just looking at it with a big grin on my face. And I'm looking around, and just... Shrugging and all that, and people are just laughing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he felt stupid afterwards, but he also laughed. He, he, you know, yeah. he knew that I, I like to one up people. So, so yeah, that is what it is. But, you know, yeah, a lot of bartenders hate making frozen drinks. Yeah. They, the biggest thing you'll always hear is, like, sorry, blend is broken, blend is broken. Stop saying that. People are catching on. Blender's in the dishwasher. Tell them the blender's in the dishwasher. You go, do you want to wait 10 minutes till be done? They'll say no, they'll change it up. Manager will come over, he goes, Why? he's like, where's the blender? It's in the dishwasher. Now he thinks you're using the blender. And you're doing your job cleaning it. It's a win-win. People are catching on to the whole broken thing. I love that. Blender's in the dishwasher. So what do you do? So for me, I'm going to be honest, mojitos, I'm out of mint. What's my excuse there? Because there's clearly mint in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, you just gotta go with that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great there's excuse. There's no way around. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell, well, tell everybody you're out of rum. That would go over a lot of rum. Now, our bar, unfortunately, the bar I'm looking at now doesn't have mint right now. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, we usually get it seasonally. So, 
that's that's the excuse we use and that's the truth of the matter, so they just gotta go with it. Yeah, that never happens. He's getting pickpocketed. Okay. Um, that was our last question. Do you have any more stories for us before yeah. you before we break? Oh. That, this was it. This was great. No, I think I'm good. I mean, the only thing I'm doing, you know, I could just, you know, advice for young bartenders. Yeah, that'd be yep. great. Yeah. Uh, num- I said number one thing. They say don't 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 shit where you eat. I say no. Listen, it's okay to shit where you eat. It's fine. I said just if you're gonna sleep with a regular, make sure they're a shitty tipper. Because <laughs> if you sleep with the high roll, you know the big income givers. The rest of your staff's gonna be angry. So just make sure you, you know, sleep with shitty tippers only. John, what do you got me? What What do you got me for? What What? <laughs> John, what do you have for me this week for a bar roll? I got a good bar roll. Uh, last week you told me I was being too negative because I'm always telling people not to do things. So I now have a uh, an imperative command, which is something positive that people can do. Are you an English teacher? Uh, on my side job. Yeah. On your side you're not bartending. When I'm not pockets. bartending, I happen to teach English uh, to the uh, youth of America. So what's the positive? If you're at an open bar, if it's for a company, if it's at a wedding, whatever it is, tip your bartenders. Don't forget, like, yeah, it's great, it's awesome. You are getting your drinks covered at this wedding. You are, um, your boss is picking up the tab. Bring a couple dollar bills or dollar bills dollar bills well, cash rules everything around you dollar dollar bill y'all or bring even like if it's an open bar one of the things that bartenders at open bars try to do is if you tip well the first time they will try to remember you yeah they'll try to remember your drink right and they'll get to you if there's a line and they see you they'll just be like ah yeah because yeah, you... it's easy to cut so the line down even if a win win for everybody so you know what even if you don't want to tip every time just throw a 10 or a 20 down on the bar and just say thanks this is my drink uh i'll be back and try to keep going to that bartender consistently if there's more than one yeah but uh i mean one of the things i mean you know what's the trick that the bartenders do but it still doesn't always even work the trick the bartenders do that it still doesn't even work. To try and get people to tip them at the open bars. Oh, put put our own money into the jar to make it look like people. Because once somebody sees money in the jar, then they'll add their own money. Yeah, but if I the jar it, is empty, then nah, probably not. I call it baiting the bar, right? Baiting the bar. And it's just so frustrating when you're there and everyone's so happy to be there and really friendly, but no one tips you. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. You have to be closing that while we're talking. I mean, we could stop it. <laughs> so yeah, frustrating. If you are at an open bar, a wedding, any kind of event, tip your bartenders as if you... Actually, you should probably just tip them better than you would in a bar, right? Because you're not paying for the alcohol itself. I mean, I, I always... Even if it's like one or two bucks per drink, like... Yeah. I would say just bring a $20 bill and put Throw that... Throw it down. Yeah, put that in there. Except <laughs> then you don't every, have to worry about well, it. Well, no, because then if everyone does that, I'm fucked. Because <laughs> I'm not going to remember anything. Um, but just please, like... Yeah, but you would leave a happy, happy bartender. Yeah, that's true. You are, I mean, you are not paying for your drinks. I say, rule of thumb, if you're going to an open bar, bring a $20 bill and put it in the jar. Maybe halfway through the night. Was, was that a better positive one? Did that you like good. that? Did you think that was good? That was nice. I'll try and be more positive Thanks, next time. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed The Buyback, follow us on Twitter at The Buyback. On Instagram at the Buyback Podcast, or email us at 
thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. And I think that if you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do uh, to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time.